Welcome to Agronomy Moment. I'm your host, Wendell Cohen. We bring in people who agree with me, disagree with me, and above all, are not afraid to say it like it is. Our goal here is to challenge what we think, understand the why behind agronomical advice, and most of all, eliminate the noise in the room that are distractions so we can focus on the information that is relevant to your situation. A moment called now, all living things need the here and now. Crops won't grow with rain next month, sunshine this fall, or the right nutrient applied next year. Decisions to protect the life of living things require us as parents, leaders, and farmers to make decisions for the moment and in the moment. This makes farming fast-paced with limited information to act upon. This podcast is about farmers making decisions in the moment for end results that last not only a month, a season, or year, but a lifetime, ultimately even your children's future. Your crop needs a decision in the moment. Your farm needs a decision in the moment. And that's where we come in. Come for the agronomy and stay for the fun. Let's make decisions that increase your potential. So now we're gonna talk about starter fertilizer on your planter, but for soybeans and how that looks. So this is a, I kind of open up this with, this is a question we're kind of getting over the past few years, guys are equipped with a starter system on their corn planters um, and, and wondering, well, I, I've got it on my corn, I'm putting that starter on my corn, well, what about soybeans? So let's dig into that. We're testing a two by two by two system versus a dribble. So the same system we are testing in our corn. So planting our beans, in a 30 inch row, we're using a dual conceal uh, with the two by two by two. And then the uh, dribble system, we're using a dual dribble system. So we've tested the two by two by two for three years on beans. And then the dribble system is our first year of testing. So this is kind of breaking down um, how well the uh, 30 units of UAN and two gallons of thiosol has worked, have worked over the past three years now being PFR proven, and we talked about the kind of the weather variabilities and um, weather patterns, kind of severe circumstances that we've had. So looking at something like this and, and noting that it is PFR proven, I don't know, numbers aren't showing up on the 30 units of UAN, but I don't know why. Anyways, uh, it doesn't really matter. It looks positive from here. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main thing. Uh, so. So kind of back to how yes. we were how we were talking about the weather and stuff just over the past years with that severe cases um, these products are now now PFR proven on soybeans. This is going to dig into the dual dribble. So switching gears from the two by two by two. So in the two by two by two system, we're able to get that knife into the ground, two inches deep. Peace of mind, getting starter fertilizer into the yep. soil. And then the dual dribble, we are dribbling on both sides of the row on top of the soil surface. This is just looking at all of our uh, all of our sites there and a new new chart kind of uh, in our new PFR book. Would you like me to explain that, Wendell? Sure. Yeah. Uh, some of the change, a little bit of the change. So this year our book looks a little bit different. Uh, this is one of the newer looks at a chart. So with the multi-location data on the left and then the 
uh, treatments across the top there. And then of course, if you see a yellow uh, color, that means uh, are signifying a positive return on investment. Gray would be signifying a negative return. So just looking there across uh, the dual dribble and how well uh, those treatments worked, but specifically across most of our sites there, we had a half in, anywhere from half inch to nine tenths of an inch of rainfall within uh, five days of planting. So kind of thinking about that dual dribble, if, if we're putting that on top of the soil surface, that rain is, is crucial uh, from the nitrogen perspective to be able to get that into the soil, uh, into the root zone. And that rain was, was really beneficial. Again, thinking about this as our first year of testing it, uh, thinking again about how the beauty of PFR and testing things over multiple years, yes. because I sure hope that next year's weather patterns are different and uh, are more advantageous. And so, um, again, kind of just thinking about that and what's working over and, multiple years. And just a question on here, just make sure I understand, delta means down south. Yes. That's not yeah. like the delta of all the... No, like a, a calculation that is a location geographical. Okay, yep. That that's a, one of our cooperator sites. Yes, yeah. yep. Yep. To where the so they're showing a negative and everything. Yep, I largely probably attributed to the that rainfall. Ah, uh, sure. Not, not being yep. um, as timely as it was with our other locations there. And so, if I just just make sure I'm clear, we can always roll back the video if we need to. But two gallons of KTS on the far right was that put on with the planner? Yeah, this dual is dribble. this Every, is a dual dribble. This is all of these are put on. So the thirty NCA, right. and two okay. gallons of thistle, yeah. and two gallons of KCS are all dribbled with the planter. Yeah. Yep. One thing I think it's important to point out is we were not trying to compare thirty units of UAN to those other two treatments. These were just three options that we would have available to us if sure. we had dual dribbles, so we could show the advantage of maybe putting a little sulfur on or a little bit of nitrogen. And I think the nitrogen part's really interesting because we always think it doesn't pay to put nitrogen right. on soybeans. Well. We've proven in PFR wow. that at least with two by two by two, that's a PFR proven practice to add 30 units of N to soybeans. Mm -hmm. that, that is really interesting because that has always been a question to me. And I was going to ask you this as a challenge is soybeans. We sometimes have talked a lot and I've tried to apply things later in the year because I don't want to disturb the, the nitrogen fixation piece. Mm -hmm. But here we're seeing a positive ROI. And so I, I'd like you to dive into that just a little bit. Is there a, such a, like we're not getting too early here, obviously, because we're getting a positive return. Yeah. Or what happens with nitrogen fixation if you provide the nitrogen to the beans? So that, that's always an argument you hear. Yeah. You know, sorry, Slant, you yeah. want to cover this. No, but, go ahead. You know, you think about the rule of thumb is you add nitrogen yes. to beans, and oh mine, they're not going to nodulate and fix yeah. their own nitrogen. Well, you know, you think about it, especially in high yield environments, you get okay. that 70 bushel plus, it can become a challenge, I think, for the rhizobium to fix enough in for those yields. Yes. Now, yes. people might argue with that, but I guess in my history working with some of the high yield guys I worked with that had very high levels of fertility on their soybean right. fields, making 100 plus bushel yes. beans, they were still seeing big advantages to having additional nitrogen on to help produce those yields, even though they had a lot of healthy rhizobium, healthy nodules on those plants. So I, I kind of mumbled through that a little bit. What we were seeing in fields, even with very high fertility, is very good nodulation in soybeans. In spite and, of extra yield. Yes. And so then you'd have guys, well, they're not going to be actively fixing them. So I asked, well, how do you tell if they're actively fixing? Well, they're pink in the middle. Well, these big nodules on those beans and high fertility were as pink as can be. So, so they were adding nitrogen yeah. to those plants. 
Hmm, I'm going to have to take notes so, on that so because I did not you know We've studied this three years in a row now yeah. as a two-by-two-by-two. By two by two. Now we're in our first year to do a dribble mm -hmm. study. Yes. But in two-by-two-by-two, two by two, putting yes. 30 units of yes. in, 15 on each side, is yes. paying yes. consistently. Yeah, this is and, the first year. And then you look at the data in the first year of dual dribble. Yeah. Ooh, and dual dribble, numbers. the biggest thing here is we're just factoring in the fact that there's going to be some loss doing it on top. I mean, the two-by-two-by-two by two by two is more secure. Right. Yeah, yeah and one of the things that I, I didn't talk about whenever I was uh, introduced how we were putting yeah. the, the placement on with comparing the two by two by two versus the dual dribble is the cost of the systems. That's yes. something in the meetings I, I really dived into, but um, this would be a good introduction to a farm. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit less expensive, still really good return on investments. Uh, so if you're, if you're looking to get started with a starter system on your planner, yes. a dual dribble system, or even a, a single uh, dribble yes. system as well. low cost investment compared uh, to it'd be these. a little bit lower cost to introduce to your farm rather yeah. than comparing to the yep. to the dual conceal system. Right. Are you going to show the data comparing dual versus single dribble? This kind of shows shows some of that with the mm. uh, just specifically the thirty units of UAN, yep. but the placement of where we did that. So instead of having the different fertilizers. We have the different placement, so the this the single conceal, and then the dual conceal, the single dribble, and then the dual dribble. Like Scott was saying, um, we were talking about all the different systems and comparing that single dribble to the dual dual dribble, and a lot of that I think is attributed to that higher concentration being placed on that one side of the row. And again, talking about soybeans here, so. Yep. That, that higher concentration being placed on, on concentrated the, band on one side yeah. and losses are a little more minimized. Yep. So I'm going to go out on a limb a little bit here. You know, in our operation, we've converted our sprayer to be like the dribble. We've got the on 30 inch centers with stream bar. So just a question, could a guy do, I mean, what do you think of the effect of doing that? Well, if you could speculate best of what we're seeing. Here, I mean, I mean, the dribble similar. would be similar, right? I mean, it's the same idea as you're putting it on the surface. I'll be, I'll be an agronomist, weatherman, whatever you call me here. Yeah. I think there's enough data to say that it might be worth a test. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, That's see fair. what yeah. it can do. <laughs> so, I, I think of it logistically in the piece that Nate Furley said and talked about, you know, large operation have to go over a lot of things and they don't want to slow a planter down. Mm -hmm. They're looking at other alternatives. And so they're just, you know, thinking about it logistically. I don't want, I think, I'm going to throw this out as a thought and you can all challenge it, but I was just thinking of it from a standpoint is if you are an operation and you don't want to slow your planner down, don't just rule this all out because it might be worth a test. He's got a sprayer sitting a sprayer. around and a guy that can sit in that can do it. Because you can put on a lot of acres with a sprayer. Mm -hmm. Yep. Especially if you low rates. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and kind of back to our point over kind of what Scott was talking about earlier with you're kind of brought up, okay, was it going to make our beans lazy? Sure. Well, looking at this data, no matter what, uh, compared to the control, we added yield. Now, yes. not every case did we return. That's correct. But in every case, we did add yield. Yeah. This is this is a cool picture, and I it, I kind of like to talk about this specifically for this area because we have a lot of no-till soils here. Yes. Ohio is one of our sites that is no-till, and obviously, probably dealing with some cooler soils. However, uh, that those beans reacting in a, in a very positive way to having those nutrients out there. So that's just kind of one thing, you know, dealing with, with no-till soils here uh, as well, a lot of no-till yes. soils, maybe not quite as cool as the soils or wet, but uh, depending on the year, just kind of a highlight there over a lot more, or I say a little, a lot, a little bit more growth and, and greenness in, in those soybean seedlings. 
So we were looking at the, the two by two by two. We're looking at dribbled. We're also looking at inferro. Okay. So trying to encapsulate every system you could potentially have on your corn planter, doing the same thing with, with soybeans. And uh, you can see that we're not testing many fertilizers there just due to that salt content and having to watch that salt burn. Uh, but four products there on the left, um, Liberate Calcium, which is a chelated calcium product. A soil Excito is a product designed to enhance uh, root growth. The Biostem is a product designed to enhance soil biodiversity. And then the Xylem Plus is a systemic fungicide to help with control of Phytophthora and Pythium. Okay. We did get a little bit of a yield bump with these products, but we haven't quite seen the return on investment yet. Okay. Um, but again, trying to test all those different platforms and placements that we would be testing on corn, but also with soybeans as well. So to kind of kind of sum up that, we added the UAN and the Thiosol this year as PFR proven products in a starter system on soybeans. The two by two by two has been very returned very well and has been the preferred method, the method that we have seen really consistent results with over three years. And then the dribbling, the single side has been better than the dual dribble. Uh, but again, this is the first year of data and we did have some pretty timely rainfall events this year. So we'll continue to test it out and see what's to come. I really wonder what that dribbling, the single side is better than dual sides and what's the science behind the thought there? Oh, I know it's first year data, but is there any thought process that anyone come up with and said, oh, this is why single side's better? Well, I think we kind of hit on that, the higher concentration, like Scott ah, said, the le less of an opportunity for the, the losses, yes. just placing that on the single yeah. side. Instead of, it's so thin, spread something, spread the butter, something else. Yeah. I mean, you're I'm, losing, yeah. two, if you're taking the same amount, spread it over two passes, yes. two strips, you're going to have a loss of absolute that, that's our reason. That's, that's, that's the reason at this point here. Yep. Even though we did have some timely rains, you know, it wouldn't have been perfect everywhere. Correct. So, okay. and this is a summary of one year of multi-location information. That makes sense. All right. Thank you very much. Let's uh, wrap up. If you want alerts on what we are finding in the field, go to topagservices.com forward slash signups to receive alert or subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is our goal to bring you the most recent and advanced information possible. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to reach out to us anytime. We also ask you that you give us a like and follow our channel wherever you listen to your podcasts or watch these videos. This ultimately helps us reach more people like you. Hey, this has been Wendell Kahn, your show host. Thank you to all who made this show possible. This show is over. See ya.